Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. We are in part three of our uh, vision statement, and we're looking at our relationship with our community today. We're going to talk about how to connect with our community, how to reach out. If you have your Bibles or your tablets or smartphones and want to look at the scripture, it's going to be 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 13 to 18, the passage that was read. That uh, song that we sang, you're, you're good, all my life you have been faithful, all my life you have been so, so good, it's been running through my head all week. It's just one of those true things that if you live long enough and walk with God long enough, you find how good he is. And it's that goodness and his greatness that we want to share with others. This, uh, this Sunday is our last Sunday on the vision statement, and then we're going to start into a series on prayer and the different aspects of prayer. Today, I want to talk about those, your relationship with those outside of the faith. Let me start by a small history lesson. 60 or 70 years ago, our society was very different than it is now. Some of you are saying, I know, I was alive then. Well, if that is you, um, then you will know that, well, the majority of people went to church. The Christian faith was the dominant religion. The Lord's Prayer was said in schools. Pastors were respected and, other, and, and asked to pray at civic gatherings. Most people agreed on what was right and wrong the culture and the church were somewhat intertwined. Those days are gone. They're just gone. We live in a culture where only a small percentage of people attend church. It is culturally unacceptable now to have a dominant religion. Uh, People want God and religion to be kept out of culture. Pastors are not particularly respected. In fact, if I want to stop a conversation really quick, uh, what I need to do is just tell people I'm a pastor. You know, just a conversation stopper. Uh, the church is an outsider. Or, or, um, the church is an outsider looking in on culture. In fact, many people look at what we believe, and they would call us evil. Uh, our views on sex and sexuality on having God as our, authority, as our authority rather than ourselves, our values around money, around life, and marriage, set us apart from the culture. And, uh, in a way, some of the, and it sets us apart in a way that some of the culture is extremely opposed to. Now, there are some in the church who long for the good old days where the church was the center of culture where the the church dictated the morality of the culture. So that when we talk about our relationship with community, we think that, well, we need to somehow get back to then and that. You know, in historical Christianity, that has never been the goal at all. The church of the last 40 years has done a way too much talking about the morality of the world and about the absence of God in culture. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12 says this. Paul, the Apostle Paul is, is talking here. 
This, this is what he says. What, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Good question. It's not our business. It's not our business to be judging the people who are apart from God. Never been our call. Let me move a little closer in history. In the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a move in the church, um, and what we were looking for was big churches. The bigger the church, the more successful the church. Mega churches, churches over a thousand people, uh, were growing out and sprouting. There was a whole movement around this called the church growth movement. Um, and uh, the mega church in North America, there's a lot of them. And I'm okay with big churches. Uh, there are some healthy mega churches and some unhealthy mega churches. But the whole point of us connecting with our church, our, our community, is not just to have a big church. Would I love, like, Asbury to become a church of a thousand people or more? Well, only if in that way we were able to connect people to God and help them to become mature in their faith. When we look at our relationship with our community, it's not about changing our culture so that people agree with us. It's not about becoming somehow bigger so that uh, uh, you know, we can be viewed on as successful. It's not, not somehow having a better standing in the community. It is about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Let's hear the third part of the, our vision statement. We imagine a church where we regularly see people coming into a relationship with God through his son Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. We understand that the lost people matter to God. We will provide multiple ways for people to connect with Jesus and with Asbury. There will be many doors into our church community. Where possible, we will cooperate with other churches in Lanark County to reach our community. We will also support ministries in Canada and around the world as God directs. There is a reason that this comes last in our, our vision statement. The first part of our vision statement was how we connect with God, our relationship with God. We want fully devoted followers of Jesus who have an intimate connection with him. Last week we talked about our church community and how we needed each other to grow in the, the Christian life. The church has always meant to be a flourishing community centered around Jesus and an alternative to the culture around us. And so people look in and they see, yeah, I see Jesus. I see how you love one another. And they say, well, I'd like to be part of that. And that is part of how we move out into the community because we are lives with Jesus are flourishing. Come with me to 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 13. You heard it read. Let me read it to you one more time. Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. 
Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer for everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience. Did you catch the posture that we're to have towards people in our community? Did you catch the posture which the Bible says we're to have towards Perth? Have Christ as Lord. Revere him as Lord in your own heart. And we'll be happy to tell you about the hope that we have in following Jesus. But our posture towards our community is one that is marked by gentleness and respect. Even towards those who don't respect you for your faith. Even to those who are harsh with you because of your faith. Our call is to have a posture of respect and gentleness towards people. And I believe it's really important to understand this posture. Like, like the Apostle Paul, we have no business judging the world their business is their business. As, as for us, we're going to follow Jesus. In our hearts and in our, our, our actions, we're going to revere Christ as Lord. Out of that comes this eagerness to do good to, to the people around us and the people in our community and around the world. And we'll be prepared to talk about the hope that, that is, is in the gospel. But we'll talk about it with gentleness and with respect. That sounds a little different than what the reputation of the world, or the reputation of the church in the world. If you hear what the world has to say about the church, oh, they're just a bunch of judgmental people. They're just a, 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 a they're known for more what they're opposed uh, to than what they're for. Now, that's not who we're called to be. We're called to have Christ as Lord giving a hope, uh, an answer for the hope that's in us, and treating people with gentleness and, uh, and respect. That's the posture. So with that posture, we come into a relationship with our community, and here's the first line. We imagine a church where we regularly see people coming into a relationship with God through his son Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. People become followers of Christ not because of our great programs, not even because we're great people, although, you know, it's wonderful when you love people. It's not because of our, our great arguments and being able to, you know, tell people why they're wrong and we're right. No, people become followers of Christ ultimately because the Holy Spirit draws them. It's a work of God in their hearts. Uh, when people come to know Jesus, they become a new creation. They become part of the family of God. And that is a supernatural act. It's not just a change of belief, although that's involved. It's not just a change of mind, although repentance is involved. The Bible says no one comes to the Father unless the Father draws them. God's involved in this. This is important to know because if we're going to regularly see people come to know Jesus, then our priority will need to operate, be to operate on a spiritual level first. And the way we do that is through prayer. 
I've been interested lately in, in uh, the verse found in Psalm chapter 127, verse 1. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. You see, you see in this verse that people are building the house, but the, the Lord's building the house. People are providing the labor, but the, the Lord is also laboring alongside, or we're laboring alongside of him more accurately. And it's the same people, thing when people come to know Jesus. We have a part to play. Um, we have something to do. But unless God does the work, it's pointless. And the way that God most often moves is because we pray. If we imagine a church where people regularly come to know uh, into a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, then we have to imagine a church that is regularly praying for the lost, regularly bringing people by name before the throne of grace, regularly speaking to God on other people's behalf. Lord, would you have mercy? Would you call them by name? Lord, you know them and you see them. Would you show yourself to them? Would you reveal them, yourself to them? Over the next number of weeks, we're going to be talking about prayer. That will be part of it. Look at the next line. A relationship with our community. We, we understand that lost people matter to God. If we're, going to grow in our, if we're growing in our faith, then our heart will resonate with God's heart. One of the thing we, things we know about God's heart is that he loves people. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. If we are growing in faith, then we'll lost, love people as well. The Bible records that while we were yet sinner, Christ died for us. His love was there even before we reached out to him. And God's love is towards the people of Perth. He, he's for the people of Perth. He, he wants the people of Perth to come into a relationship with him. You know, we live in a great spot here in Perth. It's picturesque, well-organized, good schools, great hospital, lots of restaurants, great businesses. This, has a town, this is a town that has so much going for it. It's a, it's a great place to live. Same time, this town has its fair share of alcohol and drug abuse. There is child neglect and spousal abuse. There are relational breakdowns and dysfunctions. There are people who experience a, a wealth of anxiety and a poverty of hope. And lost people matter to God. God loves the people of Lanark County in a way that you and I can't comprehend. They matter to him. And because we are followers of Jesus and we take up his heart, they matter to us as well. Now, most of you know this. Uh, you know that lost people matter to God, but it, is, it always comes back to a question of how. How, how are we going to show God's love to people? We know that, that God wants people to come into a relationship with themselves. How, how do we work with God towards that end? I have to say, this is a particularly challenging time to do that. Uh, Meeting new people, I found over a period of COVID, is really hard. You're not sure whether 
They want to meet new people. They want to keep within their bubble. When you're talking to them, they have masks on, and you're, you're unsure of the expression that you're, you're getting, and there's just kind of this um, uh, trying to feel where people are coming from and where, whether they actually do want to, to have a conversation or not. It's, you know, it's always been tricky. Now it's right down difficult to, to make um, connections. It's not impossible, just, just challenging. Um, talking with people uh, for an extended length of time with masks on is, is, is challenging. Yet this is precisely the season where people need hope, where people need Jesus, where people need the gospel that Jesus brings to us. So we need to find ways of cooperating with God, laboring with God, to bring this hope uh, to the area. Again, the question is how. Next line in our vision statement. We will provide multiple ways for people to connect with Jesus and with Asbury. There will be many doors into the church community. It used to be the primary door into Asbury was Sunday morning. Right? People would come to church, you hope when they heard the gospel enough that they would respond to Jesus and faith, and that they would have a flourishing Christian life that would develop out of that. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. That happens, and, and I'm so glad when, when people come to faith by coming to Sunday morning. Um, but here's what you need to know. There's, there's a lot of people who won't consider coming to Sunday morning. Won't consider coming to church. Here's the thing about church doors. Churches are now viewed as private space. So you can feel comfortable walking into Canadian Tire because Canadian Tire is a public space. But most people in our community would not walk through our church doors because they would feel no more comfortable doing that without an invitation than they would feel, uh, like feel comfortable walking into your house without an invitation. Churches are viewed as private space. Um, and unless people have an invitation, they're unlikely to come. Here's another thing about church doors, uh, is that we need multiple doors for people to enter. I'm not talking about the literal church doors, but there are different ways to, to come in and connect with community. And we need to help people come through those doors. And usually to come through those doors, it's going to take an invitation from you to walk uh, and maybe walk with them through one of these doors. Uh, you know, first door that's rather new to us, but we're getting used to it, is having online church. I'm so glad that those of you who are joining online, us online are. You're in church, too. It's just a different kind of door. You're walking through um, into Asbury with a screen. If that's you, I'm glad you're listening, and I hope that you will come to know the hope that is found in Jesus. Mops, mothers of preschoolers, it was going before COVID. It took a hiatus. It's starting up uh, now again. Mothers of preschoolers come together, and it's been used by God in the past to spark people's interest in their spiritual lives. You heard Corian out hope boxes, boxes that are given out to 
Uh, parents who are grieving either uh, through miscarriage or infant loss. Teenagers, hopefully it's going to start off in November, uh, be limited capacity, but you know, that's a ministry that's bigger than our church, but I've seen God use it to bring people into his kingdom. Youth, you heard about uh, what's going on in youth. Those are doors into our church. Family night, we are unable to eat together yet, but it will happen again. That's a door into our church. One-off events, we did something like the Big Give. Uh, We linked up with a ministry online to do an online outreach. We want to provide as many ways as possible. And if you have a creative way, I want to encourage you to to bring it up uh, and uh, see if we can connect with people in other ways. But as I said before, these doors will take you walking people into, with them into, through these doors. Now, as noted last week, Jesus didn't come to make church attenders. He didn't come to make converts. Jesus came to make disciples. So it's, it's our hope that whenever people come into the doors, whatever door, that they will get on a discipleship pathway and move towards Jesus. So if somebody is close to beginning their walk with Jesus and they're just investigating or they've just become a follower of Jesus, then we want to encourage them to become part of Alpha where they get the basics of the faith and then go from there into uh, the abide study, the way, and, and, and get on the discipleship path. And oftentimes for people to do that, you'll have to walk with them into that study, and you'll have to bring them with, uh, um, with you. You may be a mature Christian taking Alpha. That's okay. Bring somebody with you to do that. That starts this Tuesday. A relationship with a community. When possible, we will cooperate with other churches in Lanark County to reach our community. We'll also support ministries in Canada and around the world as God directs. We are, God is using Asbury in this area, but we're only part of what God is doing. There's a lot of great churches in this area, and where we can, we will cooperate with churches to, to share the gospel of Jesus with people, to love our community. We will, where we can, we'll connect with other ministries Canada-wide and worldwide in the mission of Jesus. We live in a community where, where people need the Lord. And God cares about people who are not walking with him. And he calls us, his people, to share and welcome them into the community and the faith. I want you to know that God is already at work in our community. I heard the story this week of uh, this uh, couple who just recently came to, to faith. Neither of them had a background in faith, but uh, uh, independent of each other, they, they started to get a spiritual interest. And they both somehow got a hold of the Bibles, and they were reading their Bibles independently of each other. And then one day, the same day, they were both reading their Bibles in different rooms, and they came out of the rooms, and they both had committed their lives to Christ, and they didn't quite know how to talk with, it, with each other, but then they realized how, how 
they'd both done the same thing, and uh, they committed their life to Christ. Those are the kind of stories that I expect to happen when we start praying for a community. Those are the kind of supernatural things that happen. I've seen where we've reached out and people have made commitments of faith as well, and I'd, I'm excited about what God is doing, but we're not where our vision state, uh, statement imagined us to be yet. We're not yet regularly seeing people from our community come to know the Lord. But that's something that I believe God really wants to have happen here. And so I want to encourage you. Pray towards that end. Pray for people specifically in our community that you know. By name. Regularly. Pray that they come to know the Lord. And when God gives you the opportunity, share hope. And if God gives you the opportunity to walk through one of the doors with them, do that. Be encouraged because God is at work. And God will work in you. Let's pray. Lord, when we pray for people who don't know you, that they would come to find you, we're praying in your will. Lord, each person here has a part to play in that. We can all pray. And Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes to the opportunities around us. And as it's appropriate, Lord, help us to walk through those doors that you open for us. And help us to walk them through doors that are opened into the church community. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.